Hey, good morning, everybody. Uh, thank you for tuning in at 5 a.m. with Damian Dixon. I hope you're feeling pretty good. Um, wanted to, you know, um, talk about stopping people uh, from doing what they want to do. So uh, I think we've all had a little bit of a, um, you know, experience or uh, indirectly or directly with that, you know, trying to stop a person or fix the person or change a person from doing what they what they're going to do. So grab your coffee. Grab your yogurt, you know, maybe a, a, a bagel or a, a McMuffin from McDonald's or Starbucks and tune right in. All right. All right. So let's go ahead and dive in this episode. So um, there's a movie called um, A Cinderella Man. OK, um, I think Russell Crowe, uh, Paul Giamatti. OK, this is like based on um, maybe the 1929 1931 the um that depression like phase so that you know time in uh in american history so this guy is a boxer his name is james j braddock so basically like you know once the the depression hits you know um he loses everything and uh i speak about this in a previous podcast so i'm sorry in a previous episode so he loses everything you know he and his wife and kids are they, they, they end up in this uh you know shack of apartment and uh, he's trying to consider maybe going back to boxing, but you know he he starts to to, to do like um underground boxing, and he breaks his hand, and and, and upon breaking his hand, um you know he he loses his boxing license because man his fights were his fights were just awful, right? He just couldn't uh, find the motivation. He kept on getting injured, and uh, he just like man, it just his manager really wasn't looking out for him at that time, so. Uh, upon that, uh, like I said, you know, the, the depression hits and um, his wife doesn't want him to box, like literally. I mean, you know, they he's working at the docks, but, you know, he needs to fight. So um, and, and at, at that point, like I said, he loses his license. So maybe I think maybe six months, maybe a year later, you know, once his hand fully heals, you know, his give his time for his hand to heal. His manager comes back and say, hey, you know, um. You know, there's there's the, there's an upcoming match and they need to kind of just a throw in fighter because at the last minute, um, you know, this one guy is fighting this other guy and this other guy just kind of drops out last minute. And, you know, they just need to tune up. Now, <laughs> we all know, well, not that we all know, uh, a, a tune up fight is pretty much someone who, you know, you can beat without much competition to kind of keep you keep you warm until you, you know, fight the, you know, the champion or, or, or the or, or the the. The, the next best ranking fighter. So he's like, hey, you know, I got this one shot, one fight deal for you. You'll make $250. Now, this is back in 1929, okay? So this is a lot of money, okay? Uh, you know, they're doing better. He and his wife, you know, he's working more at the docks. You know, they're saving money, you know, going back to church, things like that, you know, and he's healing. Like I said, he's he's had a chance to fully heal. And uh, his wife is like, oh, hey, you know, you're not thinking about boxing, are you? He's like, hmm. So, um, so the, um, the trainer, you know, comes by his house whenever, of course, his wife is not there. Uh, he lays on him $75, like kind of a, um, you know, um, um, a prepay or like a little retainer for him to get his box equipment, his shorts, his shoes, you know, um, and get himself get, get to get started. And she's like, uh, his wife comes home and he hands her the money and she's like, Hey, where did this money come from? He's like, well, you know, 
my trainer was here. Now, now what they didn't know was that the trainer who lived, uh, you know, downtown New York, he had sold all of his possessions, right? He had sold all of his all of his possessions during the the, the recession of, of 1929 in order to front, um, you know, the boxer with that retainer money, and you know, no one knew, right? So. His wife is, uh, James H. Braddock's wife is pissed. The boxer's wife is pissed. She's like, you know what? You're, you're not going to drag my husband back into, to, into another boxing ring again. He's just got fully healed. He's just recovering. We're, you know, we're, we're getting by. We're paying rent. We, we got food on the table. We don't need boxing. So she goes to the, the, um, the uh, trainer's house and bangs on the door. Come out here. Come out here. Boom, 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 boom. Come out here. Come out here. What are you doing, right? What are you doing? Um, you know, my husband, he, he, he doesn't need boxing anymore. He's fully healed. We're happy. Leave him alone, pretty much, right? <clears throat> so on the inside of the door, uh, you know, of course, you know, the trainer does not answer the door at first. He kind of lets her yell and scream and cuss and bang on the door. But well, on the inside of, of, of the house, of the, um, rather, the apartment is the trainer's wife, right? And she's like, oh, my God, you know, I don't want to be seen like this. Like I said, they have no possessions in the apartment. No furniture, no appliances. They just have nothing. And they sold everything to give, you know, the wife who's banging on this door and her husband, Boxer, you know, that uh, retainer money. So she says, hey, no, <laughs> please let him in. And I'm sorry. She says, hey, please let her in. So she opens the door and she sees, oh, my God, like they have nothing. All right. But remember, on the outside. They appear to have, you know, nice car, beautiful clothes. You know, it's the recession, man. So appearances, right? So once she opens the door and she, and she sees inside the apartment, she's like, oh, my God. Like, what are you guys thinking and why? So, of course, you know, um, um, you know his wife sits down and both wives sit down. <laughs> and the trainer's wife says, hey, you know, can you please go get us some crackers? So she's pretty much asking him to leave pretty much, right? And uh, the, the scene is so touching because, you know, he's like, hey, you know, you can see who wears the pants of this family. Right. And, you know, the trainer leaves the scene. So and it's just the two wives sitting there, man. And it's silent. Right. And, you know, they're they're sipping on tea in silence because it's, it's, it's shameful. It's embarrassing. Right. But at the same time, you know, the, the, there's two sides of the coin because the trainer just believes. Right. He he he, he believes in his fighter. So, um, so, um, the two women are sitting there and she's like, you know, why, like, why are you letting your husband do this? Right. And she's like, can you stop yours? <laughs> you know? So they both have the same question. Like, can you stop your husband from doing what he's doing? And she's like, no, no. Can you stop your husband from doing what he's doing? You know? <laughs> and, and neither one of them can stop their, 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 their spouses and their husbands from doing what they have set their minds to do. So, um, you know, and that brings me to, 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 to this podcast episode in 2020, right? And us, you know, just, I get it. It's, man, it's difficult, man. Um, for me to sit back and watch people that I love and care about do certain things that, that's going to affect me, man. That is the most excruciating, painful thing to, to, to do and have to endure. But I draw back on that movie scene because, um, there was a boxing match, like I said, that um, was a tune-up fight, right? And James J. Braddock was told, hey, you got to fight this fight tomorrow. And you have no time to train. You got no time to get prepared. You ain't got no equipment. 
we're going to throw you into that fight. And oh well. So he gets thrown into that fight the very next day. Like I said, he makes $250, though. But he hasn't trained. He has no no trunks, no gloves, no nothing. So he gets thrown in that fight. And the fight lasts three rounds. In the first round, he gets, like, pulverized. But, you know, he survives round two. And then and ultimately, ultimately, James James Braddock, he beats the boxer in that in that tune-up fight, which was, like, not supposed to happen. He hadn't fought in years. He hadn't done anything. And it was like, how does this guy win, right? So upon Braddock winning that boxing match, then the trainer goes and sells his stuff. He sells his belongings. And he goes to give him that retainer money. And he also goes to go, okay, you know what? Let me go to the the, the promoter and reinstate his license get, and get his license back. Because I can see, like, he's different now. He's changed. And I, I can see a different person in, 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 my, in, my, in my fighter now. So I believe in him now. When before the, the depression hit, he, he was kind of, like, going through the motions, kind of kind of complacent, right? And, and and this applies to us in 2020, man. Like, and going through this COVID situation, how you know, we can feel complacent, you know, um, and it, it's tough or, or we can feel uh, just kind of going through the motions of each day. Like, man, you know, like what, what are we going to do? So I, I remind myself that, you know, you want to give up, you want to give up control, man. It is so hard. Um, and I'm not speaking from this from like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on a hill somewhere and I'm looking down upon you. No, man. Um, I struggle with this, too. You know, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to, you know, my dog, when it comes to my neighbors, when it comes to my coworkers, you know, we, we struggle with, you know, have to control this. Right. So oftentimes, you know, we, we want to stop people and be the reasons why they stop. Right. And um, that's not that's just not always the case. And I just wanted to do a, um, an episode on this because I think it's something that we all can relate to, you know, wanting to stop people. Uh, from doing what they want to do, and then we feel like powerless, or or we feel like you know, what, what, like we don't matter, or, or we're not important. And it has nothing to do about. It has nothing to do with that. Uh, people are going to do with what they're going to do, whether you like it or not, whether you want them to or not. It, it's not about you. It's about them and about what they want to do. And I, I try to find myself to like, man, you know, be encouraging. Um, you know, be encouraging. Like for example, um, my brother's graduating college. <clears throat> and I know what he's going to do, you know, or rather I know what he wants to do. And, you know, people will say, oh, man, you, you should say something. You, you should speak up. No, man. No, it's it's people are going to do what they're going to do, uh, wh- wh- whether they're impatient, whether they're not impatient, wh- wh- whether they marry this girl or that guy that they should marry, maybe because they're not ready. It's it's not my place. Um I, that and like I said, th- this is my stance. Okay, I'm I'm super old fashioned. Okay, um, I'm not really sure how I got like this. It wasn't just one thing, but uh, the basis of this episode is about control and re- relinquishing that control to be supportive, um, to be a safe place, um, even if those decisions that those people are making around you don't agree with you, you know, and don't coincide with what's <laughs> how you might benefit, right? Rather. You know <clears throat> how you might look, right? And I think that's what we care about. You know, we, we don't want to look stupid. We want to feel important. We want to feel like we, feel, you know, like, like we matter. Or how could you do this? You know, and we try to stop him or her from doing whatever whatever it is that they're going to do. And uh, I like I said, I love that scene it, because it it doesn't take a lot of talking, right? And we, and we love to talk, man. You hurt my feelings, or 
you, you didn't consider how I felt, you know, before you made before you made a, you know that decision, and you didn't consider me, you know, and all that stuff, right? And in the scene, it was just none of that. It was just two women, not really resigned. They weren't quitting. They weren't giving up. Okay, like they were fighters. I mean, imagine being married to a boxer for twenty five years. Imagine that. I don't care if you're a, a husband married to a female boxer. Imagine that. And you're not going to be a pushover. You're not going to be a wussy. You're not going to be a pansy just to be stepped on. No, you're going you're gonna to develop some internal grit. Even though you don't ever step in the ring. And that's, a fun, that's, that's, that's another funny segment about um, the movie called um, you know, Cinderella Man. His wife refused to go to the boxing matches. Like She, she never went. <clears throat> and I'm not sure if that was Hollywood, uh, Hollywood take on it. But, um, and I thought that was interesting. Now, she fully supported his career. Um, you know, up, you know, before the depression and there was a, a transition phase where she's like, hey, you know, won't you retire because you're always injured? You know, you know, we we want you home and healthy. But she always supported his career. And um, it was just interesting to me, man, how, um, you know, she never like went to the boxing matches. Like she never would physically go watch him fight because it was just too much. But she, of course, you know, you, you don't have to physically be. If you're close to this person and you and this person have a bond, like I say, you don't got to be married. You don't have to physically be in the same room with that person to to feel and sense and go through what he or she is going through. Like if you have a, you have someone who's going through through a surgery or chemotherapy, you don't have to physically be there, you know. Or if your kid is getting a shot from a needle, you know you you, you don't you don't you don't have to physically be there to to feel the pain or the anguish, right? But do you know that okay, he's in he's getting hit. In the ring, this guy's trying to kill him. This guy's trying to hurt him very bad, you know. And uh, I, I just love the scene. I love the scene. It's probably one of the, one of my favorite scenes of just a nonverbal subtext, right? Nonverbal communication, which says everything. And I mean, I've always loved scenes that that use less words. Um, and like, like I said, I have, I'll have to encourage you to go back and watch the movie, uh, Cinderella Man. It is very slow. It is like, um, like I said, almost like a 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s feel. I think it's uh, directed by Ron Howard, I believe. And um, it's like I said, it's, it's just um, an illustration of, of what I wanted to use about controlling, right? And how plans, how plans just change, right? You have a plan. Uh, there, there's a way of th- certain things should go. There's a way of certain things should be, and it just doesn't go that way. And uh, and we have to allow ourselves to 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 be taken by the current, right? To be just to 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 be you know just carried away in a sense by the current, because you don't really know what's going to happen if your husband or wife you know steps into the boxing ring. You don't know what's going to happen if your husband and wife accept that job and in, in, as a nurse or as a doctor, right? In COVID nineteen. You're not sure what's going to happen if if your husband and wife steps on that that public, uh, you know, transit um, and rides, you know, the, the public bus to, to work. I mean, you not you don't know what's going to happen. You know, if your wife has to, you know, take on a patient who has uh, the symptoms of COVID nineteen. You know, you're not you're not sure what's going to happen if your kid goes to school, um, back to public school again. You know, we we just don't know. So we have to, uh, yeah, of course, be smart. But at the same time, we, we have to understand, okay, that, that there are certain situations, circumstances that, they, that we just can't control and that, that people are going to do with what they believe that, that they need to do, right? And, and you included. So I guess 
I'm trying to like just you know sum summarize this thing for us that it, it's okay um, to not be in control of every single detail. It's okay to not be in control of every single facet of life, and to know the wins and the where's and the hows and the what's. Uh, I think we get caught up in that, and we don't leave room for just life uh, to happen. You know, for faith, for curiosity and miracles. I'm gonna do a. An episode of that in the future on faith, curiosity, and miracles. Because if I know and I'm in control, then then there is no room for miracles. There's no room for curiosity, right? And I, I and I know without a doubt, like his his trainer was curious to see, okay, man, can this guy keep on winning boxing matches? You know, of course, it's about the money, but at the same time, okay, I've known you for twenty years, man. Can you can you revive your career, right? And that's what I think was going through his mind. Like, man, can this guy win? And I believe he can, but I'm not really sure. I don't know. So let's take this this risk, and you know. And uh, I I just think that it's um, I I don't know how people of today in 2020. I'm not sure how how we would respond. Um, because like I said, the the situation we're facing it's not like it's not like a depression, but it's similar to, to a depression. Or a recession of uh, you know 1929 through 1931 is similar. Uh, is the, the economy shutting down? Um, you know, people being homeless, jobless, um, having to social distance probably is not most most probably one of the biggest differences. You know, but um, but I'm always curious to see how we how we respond as a people, like just for each other. You know, so I wanted to take time out of my day and uh, talk about this topic of just not trying to force people to stop doing what they're gonna do. Uh, so yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right. All right. So I want to just thank you for taking time out of your day. I try to make it, you know, uh, be crystal clear how much I appreciate you. So, Cause to me in my mind, uh, time is the one thing you can't get back. No, no. I think there are three things you can't get back. There's time, your words and your actions, right? You can never get those three things back. So the fact that you're taking time all your day to tune into my podcast uh, and just to jam to my episodes, it means a lot. And I don't take it lightly. Uh, I'm trying my best to get better and better every day. But more so, just, just you want to be authentic and you want to be real. And um, I want to be true to myself. I think that's that's for me at my core. I want to be true to myself. I want to be honest with myself. And in the process, maybe in turn, you know, you might help me be a better person. Vice versa, I might help you be a better person. So... I do want to thank you again. I uh, hope your day is going pretty well. Um, I, I, I always say, guys, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, you know, we're going to have to go together. Um, find a way to, to, to be kind to each other. Be more peaceful to, towards each other. And be more loving towards each other. So uh, I did my best in this episode to try my best to not talk at you. I want to have a conversation with you. I want to have a conversation, you know, talk to you. And um, so thank you again. And um uh, like I always say, guys, hey, be at peace. All right.